Uh, if only we did stingers at the end of the beginning of each episode. The Paladins of Ultron is a part of the Soon to Be Named Network and the Transmissions Podcast Network. Check them out at soontobenamednetwork.com and transmissionspodcast.com. And welcome to the Paladins of Voltron, an unofficial podcast about the Netflix original series, Voltron Legendary Defender. I am your host, Jason, and this week joining me after taking a sip of his uh, beverage there is Jeremy. Jeremy, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Good. It was perfect. I I faded enough and there you were. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because we don't record later anything. (laughs) This is a four-week-old mocha. (laughs) (laughs) And it still tastes great. (laughs) All right. Uh, Today we'll be talking about episode four of season three. Uh, But first, if you'd like to leave us any feedback, uh, of course, you can do it a comment on our website, which is always nice. Or you can do it by email, which is, and I will get it right this time, feedback at povpodcast.com. You can also check us out on Twitter, POV underscore podcast, or on Facebook, POV podcast. Uh, Just search for us there and you'll find us. Like like us, um, um, subscribe to us on your RSS feeder of choice. We have all those links and stuff at the website. We, we never mention also YouTube. <laughs> oh, hey, you might be watching this on YouTube. <laughs> and if you're not, you can watch this on YouTube. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure I add that to the list at some point. By the time we do our final episode of Voltron Legendary Defenders, we're going to have all this down. <laughs> we'll have it all there so everyone can watch the next issue or episode that doesn't exist. So, Well, then we can go back to the original series and oh, Voltron Lord. Force and... I feel if we do the original series, we're going to have to just bring someone on for each episode because there's no way that just us talking about that, <laughs> we're going to go crazy. Right. Just, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll do what they did with the Bulletron 84 and just pick some of the best episodes. Well, there you go. And uh, I mean, I, I hear Pidge's voice in my head from that series and I just kind of cringe a little <laughs> bit. So we'll we'll need other yeah. people to share in our, <laughs> our, our enjoyment, if you will. All right, so as I said before, this is episode four of season three, Hole in the Sky, written by Tim Hedrick uh, and also directed by Chris Palmer. We begin in the castle where an alarm that none of the human paladins have ever heard before is sounding. Karan states that it is an Aloran distress call. Keith suggests caution, as it could be a trap, but Alora refuses and transports them to the coordinates. They find the ship is half consumed by a ring of energy. And Pidge suggests that they send a probe, which is destroyed once it comes in contact with the portal. Karan realizes the portal's giving off quintessence, say that ten times fast, which prompts Alora to demand the team form Voltron to go and try to rescue the ship. uh, The combined team is able to pass through, but Karan loses all contact as they are taken to a completely different reality. On the Altaian ship, they find the final log, as well as the body, of the ship's commander, Commodore Trailing. They had been sent by Alora's father to retrieve a comet, much of the same uh, material that Voltron's made out of, but but it suddenly created a portal between dimensions, trapping the ship. The team is then surprised by the entrance of Slav and Shiro. However, Slav and Pidge quickly determine that they are from different realities, and they also discover that Shiro is actually a member of the Guns of Gamora, named Sven. 
80s references, anyone? Moraltaeans find the ship, and they are shocked to find Prince, or I'm sorry, Empress Alora, on board. Alora and Keith talk to General Hira, while Pidge, Lance, and Hunk go to investigate the comet with the other Altaeans. However, they soon discover that the peace the Altaeans are enjoying in this reality come at a price, as they surgically brainwash the other species they encounter to remove their free will, enslaving them despite their argument that they cannot be slaves if they have no will to revolt. Sven and Slav reappear, and the Altaeans catch them with the paladins and take them hostage. On the bridge, the general is able to convince the princess to activate the ship's systems so that they can move move it out of the portal. She complies, but, er, sorry, complies, but soon after sees the other paladins have been captured. Upon learning of the Altaeans' enslavements of others, she decides these are not the Altaean, these are not Altaeans to be trusted. They escape to form Voltron and take the comet with them. But as they travel back to their reality, the Altaeans are able to fire on them, incapacitating Voltron long enough for Lotor to steal the comet as his plan had been all along. Back on the ship, Alor explains that Lotar's, Lotor is always one step ahead, and they need to know what his plan is for the comet. Okay, so there you have it in a nutshell. There's a little um, little more I can fill in for this one, too. This is a very wordy episode, but it's mm-hmm. they do a really good job. It's basically setting up the... We meet kind of evil versions you know we don't get versions of pidge or any of the other paladins but we do find slav in this reality and of course we see shiro which the moment i saw him and everyone said shiro in my head i went oh no that's gonna be sven sure enough we got sven (laughs) so mirror universe episode it's exactly what it is except the lord doesn't have a goatee i'm okay with that (laughs) i think um, so a lot of what we find out is that in this reality, the Galra Empire has been defeated. It was actually Alora back, I think, or 10,000 years ago. So back when our Laura was basically put to sleep in the castle to cut, try to avoid Gal- or, uh, Zarkon from finding them, <clears throat> her or the Black Lion, in this reality, Alora was able to actually uh, create a... I guess an empire of her own to take down the Galra. And it's found out that basically they take other species that they encounter. They lobotomy them kind of, I mean, they go in through like the back of the head, but they take it so that they basically remove their will to want to escape, which is not good. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this whole time we have a Laura who's just so happy to see more Altaians that she's kind of glossing over the fact that a lot of this stuff is happening. Um, it isn't really, I mean, we get the whole time we get Keith trying to caution her. And this is pretty much the completion of this arc we've been talking about for these last four episodes where right. now Keith is doing sheer. That's exactly what Shiro would have done. Um, Shiro would have been very, you know, cautious about the whole thing. I actually, well, and, and he just is getting over going, you know, without thinking, going right into a situation. Yes, Exactly. So there's a really good um, give and take there, if you will. <clears throat> so, and eventually, once Alora finds out what's going on, she confronts uh, General Hira, and they go to escape. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of, you know, there's there's some bad stuff going on in this reality. Usually when shows like this introduce a reality, it's not the only time you ever see said reality. So that'll mm-hmm. be interesting. Uh, so, Jeremy, what were your thoughts on the episode? Well, you said the last episode was probably your favorite of 
the series Ooh. or at least the season. Yeah. This was mine. Oh, okay. At least of what we've seen so far. When when I saw they're going into another universe and then, you know, saw Shiro, I also was like, oh, if they don't do spin here, they're crazy. And they do. Yep. And then you have Slav, which, you know, it completely fits his character because he's pretty much the same in, in this reality. Which makes total sense because he's the only yeah. one who would know, oh, there's many realities. <laughs> right. So but then you have Shiro and so many in jokes there with or with Sven. Yep. You know, and you have him at the end getting hurt and going to space hospital, which is what the U.S. dub of the original show did. When she or, or, or it, Sven died or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. and Goliath Sven died. <laughs> In the U.S. version, they were like, oh, that kids can't handle that. We're going to say he's sent off to space hospital. I lost it when I, I cracked up when I heard him say that. Yeah, me too. And then, um, you know, who knows? Maybe he is at a hospital and he might come back. Who knows? I mean, there, there's the whole Shiro spin thing is one of the most interesting things I find about this whole series. Sure. There are so many mysteries there to find out. And I just I love that. I love the whole concept of multiverses in general. And that now they've opened this up. Is there a possibility of other multiverses where you see the original Voltron team from the eighties and you have have multiple Voltrons? You literally just gave them a reason to do about 30 spinoffs of this show. (laughs) And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I just want to see one episode where you have the eighties Voltron and this Voltron fighting side by side. Holy crap. I didn't even think about that, dude. Wow. Like, sure, I'd love to see that for, like, an episode. I don't know if it's a good idea longer. And good luck finding anyone to do Pidge's voice in the other (laughs) version. (laughs) I'm sure Neil Ross can... He didn't do it. Who did Pidge's voice? Oh, God, I don't remember. Well, anyway, it's... I just, I love it. And then with the comics they're doing, they could, you know, take that and run with it. So... You know, I, I think they did the multiverse thing really well. And the whole comet thing ties in with um, w- there was a comic in the original series that had some mystical properties or something. I can't I can't exactly remember. Hey, I'm going to I'm going to stop you right there. You were right. Neil Ross did do Pete. He did Pidge and Keith in the original. I, I could have sworn I remember seeing him at a convention and he d- still did Pidge's voice. So everyone, save your emails. No, just kidding. <laughs> so, but anyway, it's there. There's so many tie-ins with this episode to the '80s series, and but still, they you can see um, Lotor, you know, sees the comet and stuff, and it's like, oh, this is an Altaian ship. I'm sure Allura can't resist it. Nope. And I'll let them do the the heavy lifting of getting this comet. Yeah, and they even make a reference to the fact that a bun- they've actually sent in previous fighters to try to go. And right. they say that it, it'll be quite a show. When it vol- because the point is, they're trying to say, well, what happens if Voltron doesn't make it through? And Lotor's like, well, either Voltron doesn't make it through, and we don't have to but, worry about Voltron anymore. Right. 
or Voltron comes through and we get our comet. Either way, it's a win-win. And the point yeah. was that uh, the one one of his lieutenants was excited because, well, if he blows up, that'll be exciting. I mean, it wasn't exciting <laughs> for the other fighters we sent him before that it happened to, but it'll be exciting for us. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so, and I don't know her name, but she just seems to like blowing stuff up. <laughs> oh, no, she wants to kill everyone. There's no doubt. Yeah. L- Lotor must really have something. Uh, she must either respect Lotor to a, the nth degree, or Lotor has something that she he could just destroy her with at any second. Because that's right. that's the kind of character that's really hard to control. I I wouldn't. Can you imagine if they do a whole episode of just like this team, like the lieutenants coming together or something? Mm-hmm. That would be phenomenal. Mm. Yeah, I, I want to get their backstories. Oh God, yes, they're they're fascinating characters. I definitely want to hear that. Um, yeah. now I I do want to say. This is a good episode. Like I'm not trying oh. to downplay it as because yeah, it's fantastic. There are some people on on <laughs> networks we're involved with where if there's not a lot of punching, they don't like what goes on <laughs> in media. <laughs> but to be fair, I have been agreeing with that person a lot lately. Anyways, my point is that yeah. there's a lot brought up in this episode, and it's it's heady stuff, and it's really really good. Um, it, it, this is this is turning into a good sci-fi show. Yeah, absolutely. And- um, I mean, I, I love the whole um, Altaian Empire concept, and basically, they're even worse than the Galra in the main universe, right? Because the Galra does, you know, the Galra subjugates people, but they don't lobotomize them. No, even Zarkon won't do that, <laughs> right? <laughs> Meanwhile, the Altaians are like, yeah, pull up part of their brain; it's cool. And, uh, and they, they hand wave it like, oh, no, they're not slaves. Slaves would want to escape. They they can't do that. So they're not slaves. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> How is that even a thought process? <laughs> Oy vey. Yeah. And then you, know, you got to wonder what happened to Voltron in this universe? Or was it even a thing? Well. I can't remember if they mentioned it. I, I don't think that they didn't. And I think that th- this reality doesn't have a Voltron. Because the way it's definitely played is that the ship was from the reality our Voltron is from, and it was just getting sucked into this other reality. Right. Um, if it were the other way around, then yeah, there would have been a lot of hand waving that away because the specific the log specifically said they went to go get the comet for King Alphor, right. which only, he'd only know about it because of what happened with Voltron, right? From the comet. So yeah, they if they didn't come from our reality, then the show really screwed up and that's not something the show does. So I'm not, I'm pretty sure that's the way it's supposed to be. Cool. Um, yeah. And uh, this is, so this is, I alluded to this, I think in our first episode of the season, but you know, the big arcs, obviously this is Alora with what goes on with her finding more Altaians. And you can understand how, like, even though Keith is pleading with her to be cautious, she's meeting her kind for the first time and, you know, since she's woken up, basically. Um, it, it, I can understand how that would be really hard to, you know, listen to reason at that point. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, what they did with Keith in these four episodes, mostly the first three, if they had gone on with Keith just being a terrible leader for too long, it would have, I think, hurt the show a bit. Just because eventually you got to be like, look, realize when you're being dumb. And they did it the perfect amount of time. The first time I watched through the first three episodes, I thought, eh, they almost pushed the limit. But the second time I watched through them, knowing what happens, I was like, oh, no, they planned this out perfectly. 
yeah, th- their timing on a lot of the character beats has been great. Yeah. In this episode, like, Alora is all in with everything, and then she hears, wait, slaves? <laughs> and it's like, okay, no, 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 we're not doing slaves here, people. That's not okay. Right. And then we find out what her Bayard can do, like, her her weapon, the, the weapon it forms, like that chain sword or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's a sword, per se. but Which is weird, because um, when Lance used it, it became a gun. Well, and that's, that... I think that's what we're seeing. Because Lance now has the red Bayard, and it becomes a gun. Keith has the black Bayard. So the Bayard becomes whatever weapon the Paladin wants. Right. Which, and to this point, I don't know if they've ever discussed that. Like when they first had it Have we seen what the black one does? Because Shiro didn't have it. No, Shiro didn't get it until the last episode of last season. When he could then activate the flaming sword. So... Yeah, uh, this pretty, and this is the thing. They're not highlighting it or anything. Mm-hmm. And boy, I rolled my roll my R there. Holy cow! <laughs> um, but it's just, and I noticed that when I watched it again, I was like, yeah, Keith has a red gun. Keith had a blue gun. This is the weapon that the paladin wants, I guess. So that's interesting. Right. And yeah, I I love freaking uh, Alora's like, because it's I guess it most resembles pidges with like the little the, not quite crossbow, but like the uh, the bow with the string or the rope to it yeah which she uses with fantastic fashion this episode when she stops uh Sven from uh stabbing uh keith <clears throat> so yeah it's a really cool weapon and Alora's Alora can fight there's no doubt but she might have trouble learning how to buy the line but she is good at making sure she can kick some butt so all good there for sure and they get that last shot at the end um Voltron is incapacitated, and Lotor has his comet, and mm-hmm. that's probably not going to be a good thing. No. Will we see? Will we see a dark Voltron? Is that where we're heading? You think? Uh, probably. There's, there's five with Lotor and his lieutenants. There's five of them. Yeah. Too bad they don't um, have more of them, and it could be a way to bring in vehicle Voltron. Now you just sound like Headmaster Don. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, I know, but um, I, I can see him doing some dark version of Voltron. I, I think, you know, we we saw essentially Zarkon was trying to do the same thing, but with like a single suit yeah. in the you know last season with Zark or with uh, Lotor being more tactically minded, and he has these lieutenants. I think he's going to try to do something. Like make make five ships that combine. Yeah, there you go. Actually, boy, I think you're really looking at like a vehicle. That might be how they pull that in. It's just a dark version of that. Well, if it just resembles vehicle Ultron, maybe. But sure. I don't know. Or you, I mean, you just you did bring up Zarkon's suit. We could see him actually just fortify Zarkon's suit, which would make it much harder for them to defeat. Um, yeah. But he seems to value the abilities of his lieutenants. Yeah. And I could see him wanting to exploit that even with a, a Voltron like suit. Yeah. I, the, I'm just mentioning it because I was reminded of the suit when you said mm-hmm. it, I much, yeah, boy, I'm going to be kind of, I mean, we called Sven. I think most people called Sven, but we'll stay, still take credit. Is anyone else on this YouTube channel taking credit? Nope. We are. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this could be vehicle Voltron, man. We might be, I or, I mean, actually, honestly, I still think that 
the Galaxy Alliance on Earth is going to try to do a vehicle Voltron. Oh, really? After just kind of seeing the lion, I mean, I think ultimately they're going to be the ones that do it, but I, I do think Lotor would do some sort of dark Voltron hmm. or some, some other creatures that, you know, robots that are look like other creatures. Well, Jeremy bringing the, the, the theories, my friend. Holy cow. I'm, You're thinking. Yeah. You, this must be what you think about in the shower while I'm thinking about <laughs> what happened to Optimus Prime's cab when he disappears. Yeah, stuff like this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not about the fact it's 530 in the morning and I just want to go back to bed. <laughs> <clears throat> so, well, all right. Yeah. Anything else we missed from this one? No, I'm, just, I'm looking forward to more shows. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is our you know little insider baseball. This is our first little clip of episodes we're recording. So expect new shirts next time, maybe. Um, maybe, maybe. I, I got, I have a couple of these. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and I'll have time to do laundry between now and next month. Yeah, I boy, <laughs> I hope so. Um, but I, I mean, I remember very vague. I remember very much what happened in the final episode because that's there was that was a bit of con- contention with some people. So we'll talk about that. Um, maybe not the episode you should end on. I, I'm not going to say I agree with that, but we'll see. Um, but the next two, I'm really looking forward to remembering uh, or seeing them again and remember what happened. I know that there's some plot tie-ins to last season, which are nice mm-hmm. that we'll be getting to. So look forward to that. So, okay. Well, everyone, uh, like we said, feel free to leave a comment um, on this episode or any of the places we mentioned earlier, be it um, feedback at POV Podcast or um, on Twitter, POV underscore podcast. Uh, and don't forget, we are a member. We are a member of not one but two networks. We are a member, of course, of the Transmissions Podcast Network, where, of course, you'll hear Transmissions. There you go. It's on the shirt, everybody. Can't miss it. And uh, check them out because they now have a new show only for Patreons. So go in there and throw them a couple bucks. It's totally worth it. Uh, where you get their declassified show. I was actually on the first one they ever did, which is why I think they yeah. decided to do more. That yeah. has to be it. Um, but definitely check that one out, because if you want to hear someone who isn't crapping on the live-action movies, I do my best. Um, I do my best. <laughs> yeah, and then Age of... Or then um, Last Night came out. I didn't... I, I Honestly, I thought Last Night was probably the second best movie, but I, I, I digress. Everyone else <laughs> who saw it didn't, because they didn't make enough money, but... Uh, and, of course, we are also part of the soon-to-be-named network. Check them out at soon-to-be-named network, network.com, where you find such heavy hitters as um, uh, Longbox Heroes, Long, Longbox Heroes After Dark. And I'll mention Povacacy is a hard hitter because it's a show I host. So if I want to say it's a hard hitter, I'm going to say that because I host it. So, All right. Uh, that's it for me. Uh, for Jeremy, this is Jason. Yep. And we are going to go ahead and say goodbye, and we will see you next week. Bye, everyone. Later.